0: We're going to turn to James chapter 5 tonight and just to let you know too that there is a outline, a short outline toward the end of your bulletin if you want to kind of follow that during the message tonight because I was told that tonight you will spend and we will spend some time in prayer together and it got me to thinking about prayer and, and the question that people sometimes ask me, why do you pray as a Christian? Does prayer really work? And that's the title of the message tonight. And that's what we're going to look at. Does prayer work? And we're going to ask questions about that. What difference does it make if we pray? People ask that question, and sometimes we ask that. What difference does prayer really make? Listen to James chapter 5, and it's verses 11 through 13. And in James, we read about how God tells us about the prayer of those who are close to Him, the prayer of those who are righteous, who really love the Lord. It's not that we have to be perfect to pray. But our hearts must be in the right place when we pray. But then we listen to these words, and they begin at verse 11, and we're going to read through verse 18. Verse 11 says, As you know, we considered blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance, and you have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. In verse 12, Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else, But let your yes be yes, and let your no be no, or you will be condemned. And then it says in verse 13, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And then it says the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And then it says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And then again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. And the earth produced its crops. That's how far we're going to read tonight in the word of God. May he bless us as we listen to what his word is to each of our hearts tonight. Does prayer work? That's the question we're looking at tonight. It's a big subject. Why do Christians pray? Do we pray tonight? Because that's kind of our duty as Christians, because we should pray. Sometimes that's why people pray. They feel... Well, that's an obligation. I've always been taught that I should pray. I don't even think about it. I just pray. And then some people feel, well, it's something that you do in church because that's a church-like thing to do, but I really don't think it makes any difference if I pray or if I don't pray. And I, I don't really see the point, but my mother and dad taught me to pray, and I've prayed all my life. Or some people say, you know what? I don't really pray. I only do it in church when we're supposed to. But when I'm really honest, this past week, I can't think of any time that I really prayed. I mean, really, from my heart. And I don't know where you are in that discussion and in in, in that concept, but I I want you to think tonight about whether prayer makes a difference, and then we're going to see exactly what God's Word says. Because the Bible says that we are to pray, and the Bible says that God answers prayers. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 that God heard the cries of his people. He said, I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their sufferings. God hears our prayers. That should encourage us to pray. But then we think, well, I'll pray, but how can I be sure that it makes any difference? We can give illustrations. We say, well, one time I prayed about this in my life. Nothing changed. Or we say, I prayed earnestly for my mother that she wouldn't die, and she died. And so I don't understand, it's a mystery to me. Sometimes I just give up on prayer. And maybe some of you have. Now it's interesting because as we talk about whether it makes a difference in our lives, there was a study done in a hospital in San Francisco, California. And in that study, 200 patients, there were born-again Christians That were asked, it was a scientific study, and there were 200 born again Christians who were asked to pray for 200 patients that didn't know they were being prayed for. Then there was a control group of another about 200 patients that were not, nobody was asked to pray for them. And then they charted the results of their hospitalization. And the results are amazing. There were in a scientific journal that said that there was a higher percentage, significantly higher percentage, of those who were being prayed for that had good results in their uh, recovery. Much better results than those who were not prayed for. And in the scientific journal, it said at the end that Christian prayer is important and effective in the therapeutic process of recovery. So even scientists have said, prayer works. It makes a difference. And so we hear uh, people who still doubt, and sometimes we doubt that prayer works. And why are we praying tonight, on this first Sunday night of a new year? Well, I have to caution you, though, that the main reason we pray is not to make prayer work, not to get what we want from God. We have to start with that caution that prayer is not, first of all, asking God for things and then getting what we want and expecting him to give it to us. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is, first of all, it's our relationship to God. It's a loving relationship between our Father in heaven who wants to listen to us and who hears our prayers, and we are those who use prayer to give him praise and honor and glory, as well as bring our requests before him. So prayer is not, first of all, will it work or not? Is it worth the time? Prayer is, first of all, our relationship with God. It's, first of all, our loving Father that we go to in prayer. But then we're going to divide our question tonight into four different questions. And I think this will help you as it's helped me as I've looked at the question, does prayer work? doesn't make any difference at all. We do have this loving relationship with God. Prayer is worth it even if God doesn't give us what we ask for. But four questions. And you see them on your outline if you have it before you. The first question is, does prayer change God? And that's a hard question. Now, we read in James chapter 5 tonight that the prayer of a righteous man has lots of effect, it says. It's very effective. But how can that be? Because we look at God, and we know as Christians and as those who have been at uh, Reformed Church, many of us all of our life, that God is sovereign. God has a plan. God knows what's going to happen next. God is the God who is the controller of the whole universe. And so when we ask that question, does prayer change God, our first answer would be no. But the Bible's answer is yes. And we might be confused by that. But I want you to listen to what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us not only in James chapter 5 that the prayer of a righteous man like Elijah availeth much, but the Bible also tells us about a king and that king was going to die. And God said, you will die. It's in 2 Kings chapter 20. And you remember the story about King Hezekiah. God said to his prophet, he said to the prophet, go and talk to Hezekiah and tell him to put his house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. That's exactly what it says in 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 1. You will not recover. And then what happened is King Hezekiah hears from God. You're going to die from this illness. You will not recover. That's God speaking. And he prays to God. He turns his face to the wall and he humbles himself before God. And he prays earnestly. And before the prophet is out of the, uh, the place, the throne room there, he comes back and he comes back to King Hezekiah. And, and he comes back in the palace and he says to King Hezekiah, God has given to me a new word. And the new word is this. I will add 15 years to your life. God said you will surely die. Hezekiah prays. And he's told by God you will have 15 more years to live. Something happened there. God listens to the prayers of his people. God loves us. And as with Hezekiah, God is the one who gives to us answers that first God says this, and then he says something else. Now, how can that be? And for many of you, your minds are starting to spin, and you say, but wait a minute. Isn't there a verse in the Bible, and it is in Malachi, I, the Lord, I do not change. So how is it that God responds to Hezekiah's prayer, and he changes his mind? How can that be, we say? Or God listens to Elijah when he prays for rain and God sends rain in answer to his prayer. That doesn't make sense to us, except it does. Because here's what we know about God. God's character never changes. God is always the same, yesterday and today and forever. He never changes his character. He's always loving. He's always uh, one who is holy He is always merciful and gracious. He is the God who is always just. His character never changes. But God isn't a cold God up in the heavens who doesn't care about his people. And that's the fascinating thing, and it's a mystery about God. God has made covenant with us. And the God who has made covenant with us cares about us, and he is the God who responds to the cries of his people. He listens to our praise, but he also listens to our requests. And when he feels it is good for us to answer with a yes, he gives us 15 more years. He gives us what we ask for, even though we don't deserve it. Because you see, he's a God who loves us. Now it's so interesting because other religions, like the Muslim religion, have a God who is far away and who doesn't come near to his people at all. And he's not a God who... who who will change his mind, or he's not a God who will answer your prayers. You worship him out of fear. You worship him because you're scared of him. He's the God way out there, a God who would never, never send his only begotten son to die for you because that would be blasphemy that God would come in human form. That's blasphemy. God is Allah, and he's only up there, and you are afraid of him. That's not the God of the Bible. That's not your God and my God. That's not the God who has revealed himself. He's a God who, yes, prayer does, in a sense, not that we have the power, but by God's grace, God sometimes changes his mind because of our prayers. It's a mystery to us. We don't understand it completely, but because Jesus knew he could go to the Father, and in the Garden of Gethsemane, he could say, Abba, Father, you can do all things. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Then he also added, not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus knew that the Father could do anything, and he could take the cup of suffering away from him. And he was surrendering his human nature that didn't want to go to the cross. But he knew that the Father could respond in the way that the Father chose. And that's the God we have. Yes, the answer to the first question is, does prayer change God? And the answer is yes. Sometimes when God knows it's the best for us, he answers and he changes what he said before. Secondly, does prayer change our circumstances ever? And then we're going to look at the third thing. Does prayer change others that we pray for? And does prayer change us? Does prayer change me? Those are the four things. But here's the second thing. Does prayer change our circumstances? And that's where our text is so plain. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. James 5 tells us that Elijah was a man like any one of us. He was a human being. He was not perfect, but his heart was in the right place with God. Elijah was a prophet, and at one time he prayed for drought because God wanted drought to come upon the land. And for three and a half years, it didn't rain. Then, when he's there against the prophets of Baal, he prays that God will send rain, and the Bible says that suddenly the rain came in answer to his prayers. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And then again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. And God showed that he's the God who answers our prayers. In response to our prayers, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. God does, but again, when it's his will, he answers us in in the way that we've asked because God has decided that is the best thing for us. You see, the problem with us is that Sometimes when we get a no answer from God, and he doesn't change our circumstances, we said, I'm, I'm going to quit praying. God doesn't care about me. It doesn't work to pray. Because I don't get a yes answer every time. But here's the thing. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, before I grew up in Cicero later. I came to Cicero when I was 10 years old. But when we grew up in Denver, and we'd go up in the mountains, and we'd come down, And you know that some of you have been in the mountains in Colorado that you can come to, you're on a mountain and you're going down, but you don't go straight down. What you do is you go one direction and you don't know what's ahead the other direction, but you come down slowly and you go on what we used to call a switchback or a hairpin curve. It's shaped like a hairpin. So you go down this way and then you go around the corner and then you see what's in front of you and then you go around this corner and around this one and finally you're at the bottom of the mountain. Now, when you start at the top of the mountain, you can't see what's ahead of you all the way. And that's the same way with us and God. God can see everything that's in front of you. He can see what the results are. And when you pray one way, and God doesn't answer the way you pray, God knows what he's going to do because he he sees the big picture that you don't see. He knows what's ahead. And he knows all the things in your life that can help to bring you Closer to Him, and that's His main goal is to give you that ability to know Him as you've never known Him before. And sometimes that's so hard for us because we want to tell God, we want to show Him what's the right thing to do, but that's not our attitude in prayer. We should come humbly saying, Thy will be done. He sees the switchbacks in your life, He sees around every corner, He knows what's exactly the best. But the Bible does say, Yes. God answers prayers about our circumstances. The prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. That's the God that we serve. I think of what happened during World War II. Some of you lived during World War II. You remember it. There are people at Park Place where I work that can tell you about serving in the armed forces in World War II, in the uh, Pacific as well as in the Atlantic and in D-Day and World War II. And some of you remember what we who are younger don't remember, and that is that at the beginning of the war, as the Germans got more and more powerful and took over more and more countries, and as the Italians with Mussolini took over more countries and were more powerful, and as the Japanese just swept into Pearl Harbor and had taken over India, it didn't look good. In fact... The way the war was going until Pearl Harbor, it looked like there was no stopping all of these people who were doing such evil and destroying so many other people. But God's people prayed. And I believe that God answered the prayers of God's people. And it's amazing how the war turned around And you can say, well, it's because of the United States because we're such a great people and you can have all kinds of excuses, but I believe that God answers prayers. And especially when our prayers are against what we know is evil in the sight of God. Now, he doesn't always answer them exactly like we ask and in the time that we want, but God does change circumstances so that Hitler was destroyed and Mussolini was destroyed And the Japanese forces that wanted to destroy us, they were destroyed. God answers prayers. Circumstances change. I've got a plaque in my office at home that says, prayer changes things. And I believe it's not prayer, but God changes things when we come to him in prayer. Thirdly, does God change others when we pray for them? I mean, We often, many of us, we pray for our children, and we pray for our grandchildren, and we pray for our friends who don't know the Lord, and we pray for friends that do know the Lord but are going through difficult times. We pray for all different people. We're encouraged to pray tonight, later. We're going to pray. And we pray for people, and we pray for them earnestly. But the Bible tells us to do that. And the early church prayed for each other. Paul says, pray for me as I bring the gospel. Pray. I urge you to pray for others. I urge you to pray for kings and those in authority especially. I urge you to bring your requests with thanksgiving to God. Why do we do that? Does it make any difference? If you pray for others, what difference does it make? Sometimes you pray for others and they don't even know you're praying for them. So how can that happen? Millions of prayers are going up every day for others. And the Bible tells us to always be in prayer, and especially for others who have needs. And so the question comes, does that make a difference? And of course, as you can imagine, the answer from the scriptures is yes. God listens to heartfelt prayers. God answers prayers. And it's a mystery. It's always a mystery to us how the God of the universe, the God who created everything, would reach down from heaven and would answer our prayers for others as we pray for them. Now, it doesn't always work out the way we wanted or the way we thought. We always have to add and know and sincerely say, Thy will be done. And we don't see the big picture. But all through our lives as Christians, We come before a God who loves us and a God who wants to do what's best for us and a God who also can cause people to change through our prayers. In fact, Jesus even said, pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies. I talked to somebody not too long ago who talked to me about a a situation where there was somebody who had said something so cruel to her and she said, I just can't talk to him anymore, and it's just hard to even see him, and I want to avoid him. And she said, I told him he should apologize for that, and he didn't. And this was over a year ago. And we talked about it, and it hurt her so much, and there was no way to change anyone else's heart. But she was praying for him over this past year. Just this week, she said to me, I want to tell you that he came to me, and he apologized this week. She had a smile on her face. And I thought, God answers prayers. Not always right away. Not always the way we asked. But we are to pray even for our enemies and for those who persecute us. And you don't know how God is going to change their life and change the way that they do things and change their hearts. I can't change a heart. You can't change a heart. God can change hearts. He's the only one. Yes, God says, pray for others. Pray for the president. Pray for those in the Congress. Pray for those who are going to be elected in November as we go to the polls. Pray that in this new year, God will give us leaders who lead according to what the principles are in his word. Pray for our nation. It's such a dangerous time in our nation when our nation is pulled in two different directions— Pull toward the secular, toward the worldly view and the worldly values. And also, there are those of us who want it to go in the way that God wants us to go. Pray. And God says, The prayers of the righteous, those who love me, are powerful and effective. But here's the fourth part of the question Does prayer really change me? Does it change me? And you probably know the answer. Well, of course, we're talking about sincere prayer. Prayer that says, God, may your way be in my life. Not my will, but yours be done. And if you pray as God has taught us to pray and as Jesus has taught us to pray, guess what? God can change us. And that's the most important part that needs to be changed. Not so much others, first of all. Not so much our circumstances, But when we pray thy will be done, prayer is saying, Lord, I yield my way to your way. And God can change our hearts so that we can accept his way in our hearts. Not my will, but yours be done. That's what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he was submitting his human nature to the power of God who was going to pour out all the wrath of God against sin upon him. But he didn't want to face that, humanly speaking. He was willing to go, but his heart was, as a person, I I can't bear to think of this. All the sins of the world placed on me. And yet Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. And he submitted to the Father's will, not to his human nature's will. And you see, that's what God calls us to do. God calls us to submit to his will, his ways, his desires you know it reminds me of if you have a car that's going kind of rough for a while and somebody says well your car needs an alignment and you know that means that the wheels have to be aligned with the frame when you do a wheel alignment on a car you don't turn the frame to go the wheels want to go the way the wheels want to go the frame is what your base is The wheels have to be in line with the frame for your car and your tires to be smooth and run smoothly. You know, that's the way with us. We're like the wheels on a car. God wants our will to be aligned with his, and that comes as we submit to his will. He changes us as we sincerely pray to him, as we say, thy will be done. We learn to accept his will even when we don't understand it because we know he loves us so very much. Prayer is a way for me to align myself with God. Now, in conclusion, and I want to give you a couple conclusions, a few conclusions. Now, one of them is that the Bible clearly shows that prayer affects God, our circumstances, others, and ourselves. Prayer does work, in other words. Prayer is important in our lives. Sincere, heartfelt prayer, not going through the motions, but from our hearts. Prayer is the Christian's way of coming before our Father. And that's the second thing that we see, is that prayer is not, first of all, asking for things. Prayer is our relationship with God. It's focusing on God, not on changing things to make them the way we want them to. The first thing about prayer is our relationship with God. And and, and so that's what we always must keep in mind. The third thing, though, that we see is that prayer is not automatic. It's not like, you know, an ATM machine where you put your code in and you say what you want And then out comes the money that you requested. And it better come out right, because that's what it's supposed to do. God isn't like an ATM machine. Or, you know, some people can relate more to going to McDonald's, and you go there, and you go and give your order, and then you come to the window and you pay. And then you go to the next window, and there comes your healthy meal of a Big Mac and fries and a big, big Coke. And you think, well, I got exactly what I ordered and that's what's supposed to happen. No, God isn't like that, where you put your order in, you pay some money, and then you go to the, third, the second window and you get exactly what you asked for. That, that, that's mechanical. That, that, that's not God. It's a relationship with God who can see around the corners in the future and knows exactly what's best for his children. God's goal for us is not just to give us everything we want, but to mold us Jesus and that comes often through heartfelt prayer and then finally I would say remember always that when you pray God is your loving father he loves you and he is the one who answers your prayers he's not a God who hates you he's not a God whom you only have to fear he's not a God who decides I don't like that person right now, so I'm going to punish them. He's a God who is one with everlasting love. He's a God of grace and mercy and strength. And he's a God who wants you to pray to him, but always know he knows what's best for us, even though we don't understand it. I say to you, keep on praying. God says, never stop praying. Now, there are people who have prayed for their loved ones for years and they see no change in their hearts and they say, well, I finally have given up on my son. I, I, I just give up. There's no use praying for him. Nothing will change his heart. And I say, you don't know about prayer. God can do anything. In his time, in his way, God is the one who can change anyone. Keep praying for others. Keep praying for those that you love. Keep praying for our nation." God does answer prayer.